attention, please. The Magic Garway Podcast is now leaving from New Orleans for an artistic tour of all things Disney. Jumbo, everyone. Rumble. Hi, Mr. Anonymous here, and you are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast. Magic Our Way takes an artistic view of all things Disney-related. Join your hosts, Kevin and Danny, Marvel expert and proprietor of ivorycomics.com, Eli, and your personal earmarked travel agent, you've got a friend in Lee, Lee Lastavica. Come join the Mau Weekend Nation on social media and at magicourway.com. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way podcast. podcast. Asante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking Disney stuff. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. And with us today on the show, we have our travel agent from Magical Moments Vacations, Mr. Lee Lastavica. How you doing, Lee? Fantastic. How's your travels today? Long and hard. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. You asked about his social life or his travels? I think he's talking about the next host, Eli. How you doing, Eli? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, From uh, ivorycomics.com, sorry. Uh, Sanford and Son to y'all. Oh, yeah. Ahmad Rashad to you. Ah, yes. Okay. Yes, sir. And uh, as always, I uh, Samuel L. Jackson to the Moeekin Nation. Oh, man. Well, Kenesha Knight to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Kenesha Knight poem to you, too. Yes, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, guys, we got a great show for you today, man. Of course, you know what we're going to do today? We're cleaning out our inbox. We're cleaning out our inbox so that you guys can send up more. We appreciate all of you guys writing into us at show at magicrway.com, calling us on the number 1 815 Moeekin. That's 1 815 Moeekin 6694226, as well as utilizing our speak pipe widget on our website, mm-hmm. magicrway.com. So, we've kind of been behind. As you notice, it's been a while since we've done a guest services episode. So, so guess what? This is a guest services episode, guys. So we have a lot to catch up on, a lot to talk about. So enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin. All right, guys. Guest services is a segment of our show in which we address things that you have sent to us at magicourway.com or show at magicourway.com or our voicemail or our speak pipe. So here's a ch- our chance to interact with our listeners. So guys, here we go. Here's the first one we got. Gary, who is otherwise known as at DVC Nut on Twitter, has two questions for us, and, and, and they're both very thoughtful questions. The first one goes like this. Y'all ready? Yes. He says, I would like to get your feedback on your thoughts of Universal Surge. I am no fan of Universal. Still, Disney must be aware that they woke up a sleeping giant. Do you think Disney has a real concern in the coming years? My feelings is the list of Potter has changed the game plan. I am no fan of Potter either. Still look at all the money Disney left on the table. Thanks. Enjoy your podcast. So what what, what do we think is going on here in Disney's minds, I guess, is what he wants to know. 
do we think that Universal will be competition for Disney? Yes. Like, and like, I guess, yeah, if you boil like down signi- to it. I mean, there are any competition, but like significant competition. Yes, now they're actually contenders. He could have been a contender. <laughs> no. No? No, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I think... Well, but, let's leave it there before you justify. What do you think, Eli, right off the bat? Yeah, no. Lee? Not yet. Not yet? And I say no as well. All right, so now, why do you think that? Well, I mean, I think what you might get is uh, Universal stealing a day or two here or there mm-hmm. uh, uh, from fans. But, I mean, I just don't see how Universal can pull it off. I mean, Disney is so well-established, and Universal... To me, Universal fails on, on a couple of levels. Like, A, Universal doesn't have that that four to ten-year-old market locked up like Disney does. Right. I mean, say what you will about Transformers or, or, or Harry Potter and all. Really, that's a thing for older kids. So mm-hmm. they don't have that younger child uh, demographic locked up. Right. In fact, I want to say their Kitty Land, it was like Woody Woodpecker, Fievel. Mm-hmm. Like characters that haven't been relevant in like 20 years, mm-hmm. maybe more. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, until you, Minions is like the only thing I can think of that resonates with young children. But uh, so you don't have that, particularly young girls. Disney has that princess factor locked up. Yeah. Uh, the, se- the second thing I think you're missing is that sense of nostalgia that people get, because, I mean, adults like taking their kids to Disney because it's like I-, I grew up with this when I was a kid. I mm-hmm. remember watching Little Mermaid. I remember going on Dumbo. Now me and my kid are going on Dumbo. I mean, you don't get that at Universal. Like, mm-hmm. wow, this is when me and my kid rode Twister. That's just not right. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I blew that alien on Alien Encounter. Oh, yeah. not Alien Encounter. Sorry, <laughs> Men in Black. Exactly. And the, the the third thing I would say is that Universal uh, it, it doesn't transport you anywhere. Like you walk into Disney, you're instantly transported to a different place, a different time, a different location. You feel like you're someplace. You're completely immersed. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas you walk through Universal, it's not that immersive experience. It's kind of a sterile environment. You're looking at buildings. It's a nice attempt, but they still fail to truly isolate you in this experience. Exactly. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, no, I don't think that Universal will ever be competition for Disney until they smarten up and start locking down. Like, I know they used to have Nickelodeon Studios. Yeah, that would have been good. If they could lock down those dang Nickelodeon characters and put together a little kid section and take it serious and do like a... Dora Enchanted Forest or something like that for kids to explore, do something with Shimmer and Shine, uh, Paw Patrol. I'm trying to think of all the shows that my child watches yeah. right now. None of Peppa which. Pig. Peppa Pig. <laughs> Peppa Pig would be big exactly. with my kids. I guarantee it. Same with mine. My kid loves. Pe- I don't get it. I don't understand it, but they love that Peppa Pig. And they could start there and start trying to bring it because there's no incentive to take your young child. I mean, your child's not going to want to ride Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey. Or the mummy. The mummy. Or the rock and roller coaster vert thing that they got. The rock, uh, rip riding rocket. Right. Jurassic Park. Yep. No way. Too small for the Hulk. Exactly. Simpsons. The Hulk. Probably too small for the Simpsons. Not even just too small. Yeah. I mean, again, there again, the Simpsons is more of a, a, an older crowd. Yeah. I mean, E.T. There you go. <laughs> We're back to characters that haven't been relevant for uh, 20 years. That ain't nothing. E- an E.T. ride, that's nothing. You could do that at your, your backyard. Just get a ramp and put like the small kid, wrap him in the sheet, put him on the bicycle, just go right off the ramp into the sky, take a picture, <laughs> and you're, you're done. 
Phone home. Phone home. <laughs> phone home. <Yeah>. I'm out. <laughs> and then pre-record your voice so that he says it back to you. Yeah, kind of you know, put a little lighter somewhere around. It probably sound better. <laughs> it would, you know, it would sound better than than what they got going on now. I think what's yeah. funny is they have a bunch of cool properties, but they're all disjointed. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's uh, exactly it. Yeah, I mean, look, I went to Universe a long time ago, and uh, I went. We went through Universal in like one day. I mean, the Terminator 2 thing they had in 3D was awesome, but you went to Disney, that took us like more than a week, mm-hmm. you know, so you can't you can't really beat that. If you can just go through the whole park in one day and then there's another one that takes you like a month if you had to see everything in it, there's no way you could top that. And there, there's a point there where you're walking through Universal and you're like, you just knew it. And I remember us saying it to each other while we were there. Something's missing. Something's yeah, not yeah. quite right. Yeah. There's a sense when you're walking around Disney that you're walking around like this live action fantasy movie, comic book, whatever you want to call it. It's just it. old city. It's its yeah. old world. Whereas much. you're walking around Universal and it's just like, okay, there's buildings and there's trees and there's water and it looks nice, but I don't feel like I'm somewhere beyond this world. Yeah, yeah. it's like you're almost walking into the warehouse of where they have stuff that they yeah. give to the big park. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny. I'm glad y'all said that because that comes into my kind of justification for it. It goes with the a complete... Uh, um, attention to detail that Disney does for their parks versus mm-hmm. what Universal does. Right. Uh, Universal does uh, a, a really good job, but it, not to the level that Disney takes the storytelling. And yeah. you know, we're talking from the sights, the smells, mm-hmm. the sounds. They take into account sight lines, more or less like theater. Yeah. Theater people, you know, they when they make sets and stuff, they they take into account sight lines. Like, okay, this person in the back can see this, but can the person on the far right of the audience can they see the same thing? No, we got to adjust the stage, kind of a thing. So yeah. it's that level of storytelling and that level of detail that sets Disney apart from that. And when Universal gets that right, mm-hmm. then they may have a shot. Mm-hmm. They can match Disney, but even if they match it, I still don't think it's enough to put them ahead because Disney will just go right back with something else and do what they do best and overtake them. But until they kind of overtake Disney, even if it's for a month or two, mm-hmm. would be enough to bring attention to Disney to do something. But I don't see that happening. Well, that's the thing is that Disney, I mean, even if tomorrow Universal Studios said, let's start taking the younger demographic into account and let's start making things that are going to appeal to them. Because I know they bought like the uh, Nintendo. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. And, they, and, and they're going to be doing something with that. I, I don't think that's going to be quite enough, but right. whatever. Uh, but let's say they really did start doing something with Nickelodeon. They're like, okay, well, let's let's start getting some of the kids in. Disney's already working on stealing their audience by bringing in Star Wars and Avatar Land yeah, and all yeah, those kind of things. That's a big, yeah. Yeah, where they're like, okay, well, you know, because it's easier for Disney to go after the slightly older kids than what it is for Universal to say, we want to hit in on some of that princess mm-hmm. magic that they got going on right. over there at Disney. You can't just do that. I mean, that ha- that has to be fostered. And even if they did, again, somehow found a way to tap into the kid market, like we all said, and I think Eli said it best, is that park is so disjointed. The flow within the infrastructure is missing. Exactly. Well, yeah, but and that he, goes with the attention to detail. And I don't know how you fix right. that. But even, even on a smaller scale, I won't say smaller, but just outside of just the big rides and attractions, mm-hmm. you don't have any cast members in Universal. You're talking about just the cast members in general or yes. whatever, however they call them, the yeah. team members, I think. Right. Like, I mean, you know, if you go you go to Disney, you know what I mean? You, you're like, hey, how's it going? They're like, hey, how you going? You know, they're having a conversation with you. Hey, you enjoying this right? You enjoying that right? You go to Universal, like, hey, you want... Well, your popcorn, right? After my last trip to Disney, I'm not even sure if Disney has those kind of reports <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You listen to those report. Ah, you're right. Um, yeah, I hear that. So before I we go any further, Lee, let's give you a chance to voice your opinion. Why, why do you say no? Or not yet, actually. You said not yet. 
I said not yet. But here's the thing. Nobody calls me and says, we're going to be at Universal. We're thinking about doing a couple of days at Disney. They say, we're going to Disney. We're thinking about doing a couple of days at Universal. Right. That makes and sense. And so that's, that's where they're at right now. And they're getting, getting more attention. That's where they've been at for like the last 10 years, though. Yeah, that's there. the problem. Ever since like they moved so down there. Yeah. Longer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Longer than that. Yeah. So there's, there's their challenge. And everything Danny said was right. You don't have that little kid market. Everyone wants to take their kids to Disney. And, and, and even when they ask about Universal, there's not a, enough for kids their age to do. Yeah. Right. Until as long as Universal is a two, two and a half day park, then they'll never catch up. Yeah, and you know, and for me personally, it's not. I'm not completely knocking Universal. I, I like Universal. I don't mind talking about them. But sure, I'm, as long I'm as you know, of, yeah, I'm it's just two different things, fact. though. It's right. It's, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, I'm just stating Max. So before all the Universal fans slash Disney fans get up in arms, like, look, we're we're exploring both sides of the coins here. So if there's an argument we're missing. By all means, this is the you know we'll address it on the guest services show again. Yeah, and we knocked Disney the last two shows, so we're, we're coming to <laughs> yeah we're coming to Disney's defense. We were talking, we were talking real, we yeah. were talking real the other two shows. But now I do want to say that I do think Universal what they are doing is they are tightening their grip on the tween market right now. I mean they are oh, really they do well, yeah, yeah they're yeah. gonna really enjoy that for a, a, a good long while until Disney's able to open up. Yeah. I would say Star. I don't know how Avatar resonates with the kids these days. I don't know how that's going to bounce back. I think that's opening either, before yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. But I mean, so I do think that moves the needle a bit. It might be but you know, significantly I, yeah, yeah. no, because I mean, like again, if Disney has a lock on the four to ten year old market, mm. Universal and four to ten. Let's be honest. That's when the kids are cute. <laughs> that's when you want to get their pictures. That's when they believe in magic and Santa Claus right. and, and everyone in school is their friend and no cliques have formed and they haven't realized that their parents are awesome. Yeah, life doesn't yeah. suck yet. I mean, that's when you really enjoy kids. Yeah. It's from 10 to about 14 that Universal pretty much has yeah. a bit of a control on. Yeah. And after that, kids' hormones have kicked in and they're like, yeah, the hell with all that. We're worried about the kind little Johnny like yeah. me. Thank kind of, you. To kind of figure out what you're piggyback off of what you're saying, I, I also I kind of uh, kin it to like a symbiotic relationship, mm-hmm. like a shark and the little pilot fish that hang out around the shark. You know, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. not parasitic. I don't want to say parasitic, but symbiotic. And that you know, uh, when they go down to Orlando, they're going to go to Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. The tweens are still going to want to go to Universal, so maybe they take a day, maybe two. But, you know, the parents will still want to take them back to Walt Disney World. And even with the tweens, I think a little part of them, you know, hey, I used to go to Walt Disney World a lot when I was a kid. So we'll make a trip out of both of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was, was going to say, too, uh, Danny has a good point about it being the tween market. My suggestion would be don't try to beat Disney with rides. Go ahead and find Taylor Swift. See, Taylor <laughs> Swift want to come down to your to your park and do a concert for a month. Right. Go find Nicki Minaj, Drake, Trevi, pull him in. Like, you know, I'm serious. Like, yeah, you no, know, no, no, Justin no. B- yeah. the Beebs. Get Beebs. I don't know who else is popular out there, but I mean, you know, go break away from the yeah. model that you're already seeing that's good or perfect because you'll never be able to duplicate it yeah. because those people have already set the, the standard. They're just going to keep going. So right. by the time you caught up, they're still moving ahead to something else. Right. So right. go find Tay Tay. And I think that's what you see with them doing horror nights is that they're embracing that sense of Disney's for the kiddies. We're more for the older, yeah. older, older children. Yeah. Yes. 
And, but um, you know what I would do again? Because it's uh, not a family event. The Horror right. Nights is definitely not a family Horror event. So you're not going to yeah, get not that. Even close. That, that no. is definitely catering to the older older crowd. What I would do if I was if I was Universal is I'd look at my existing collection of characters and ask who's relevant to the kids of today and the kids five years from today. Yeah. And I'd look at Shrek. I'd see if I can get any more mileage out of him. Uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That's another one that I, I'm surprised to learn is still very much on the minds of kids today. Uh, they, they're still yes. cranking out those movies. Can you imagine if Universal decided to go ahead and say, we're going to do a kid-friendly spook house a la Haunted Mansion and make that one of the signature attractions of a new kiddie land? I think that would be pretty cool. Yep. Um, next yep. thing you got to do, though, is, is get in touch with Nickelodeon and see whether or not you can procure the rights to some of the characters. Again, I'd cherry pick a few characters that I think would be present in today's market and as well as five years from today. Uh, but Dora, SpongeBob, Paw Patrol, any of those properties, I, I would go ahead and scoop up whatever I could and try to make the most immersive kid-friendly land that I could possibly put together. And then I would go after that little girl market that Disney has a lock on by running a commercial where you see a little girl sitting on a throne looking bored. She's dressed as a princess. She's got a wand in her hand. And you hear a narrator saying, being a princess can be a little dull. And then a the little girl yawns. <laughs> and narrator says, wouldn't you rather go exploring? Boom, you cut to Dora and the new Dora attraction they're opening. Wouldn't you rather solve a mystery? And you cut to Daphne and Velma and the new Scooby-Doo spook house that they're opening. Wouldn't you rather splash in muddy mud puddles and you see Peppa Pig? And then you close it out with the narrator saying, come to Universal where there's more to do than just your hair. Yes, and I put indeed. that out all over the TV and let little girls say to themselves, hey, yeah, that's right. I want to do a whole lot more than just look pretty and wave. Right, yeah, because right. it's current. being the message. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that because uh, basically if you think about it, Disney Channel and Nickelodeon came up at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, so they've been around. So I think Nickelodeon does a good job on TV for the kids. Yes. As equally, if not maybe better, maybe than Disney Junior, Disney X. Oh, I don't know what XD is more for like the tweens and stuff, but mm -hmm. definitely Disney Junior. I think they're comparable. Nickelodeon might have an edge only because I think Nick has an edge. Yeah, they have a lot of great shows. And Disney's not bad, but it's not the shows aren't the same as the ones I see on Nick. And I can confidently say that because I remember when cable was cable and, and you know, mm -hmm. Disney was like an extra subscription. They both came out around the same time, and they both competed, and they grew. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Nickelodeon would definitely be a great asset to Universal. So I think that's, you know, for them to give it up, so however that went down. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe a Universal out yeah. listener out there knows the story, and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll research it. But Well, they have a hotel over there still that's based on – Nick Studios is gone, but they have the hotel. Actually, Danny, that hotel is officially closed as of early April uh, for remodel. It's not going to be Nick anymore. Uh, I think it's – yeah, I think it's going to be a holiday in something or other. Uh, they're throwing a bunch of money into it, though. It's going to, you know, they're going to redo it and make it really nice, but it's not going to be Nickelodeon anymore. Really? Yeah. <laughs> not going to so. be Nick at all? Man, what a missed book. That I, is I like a, that's an error on their part. I don't know why that's they're disassociating error. with Nickelodeon. I don't know. Either. They just slimed themselves. And it's like yes. It's like they're saying, we don't want to be associated with the kid market. I, I don't know what they're doing. That's telling. That's, that's a big error. And speaking of errors... That leads us into our next question from Gary, otherwise known as at DVC Nut. He says, with this horrible event that happened at GF, Grand Floridian, mm -hmm. do you think this will affect Disney? Maybe lower attendance or have no effect? There was a report that someone saw a gator in the same location a few weeks back. 
but said nothing. Maybe if they did, this poor boy would have been alive. Damn. Oh, well, there were many reports, though, that people did say something. Yep. And, and it was reported to cast members and cast members even passed it on the management and, and nothing was done. So yeah, you like five weeks, top, let's say 10 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, let's not put it on the guests for not saying anything. Yeah. But now I understand where Gary's coming from. Yeah. Man, uh, do I think it would have... I don't know if it'll affect no. Disney. They guess probably won't go by waterways. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think you're going to have a lot... Uh, you might have some people call up Disney and say, I don't want to stay at the Grand Floridian, put me in contemporary, put me in uh, Wilderness Lodge, put me in Saratoga Springs, right. whatever. I don't see them all out canceling their vacation because of this. If anything, I would say... Because it's hard to kind of pinpoint what they might see. Because, I mean, do I think you're going to see a downtick in Disney um, attendance? Attendance? Yes, I do think you will. Do I think you can attribute it directly to this event? No. I think more the idea that Disney is now a threat for terrorism uh, would play more in the psyche of the average American. I think more that Disney really hasn't opened anything new in a while. I know we we just got frozen, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a dark ride based on a movie that was made, what, Four years ago, yeah, I mean, yeah. how long's it been now? It's been a while. I, right. I coined the term, you know, about a year ago, frozen fatigue. Yeah. My daughter's over frozen now. Yeah. We were tr- ridding her room of toys, and we we're like, "What do you want to get rid of?" And one of the things she wanted to get rid of the Anna and Elsa castle. Wow. She was done yeah. with the Anna and Elsa. Well, I'll let you know, we already talked about that castle yeah. breaking down and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm sure she's tired of yeah. the manufacturer defaults <laughs> of that. You know, but, you were talking about as, as far as being knowing it's a terrorist threat now that it's in the limelight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not not to be a Debbie Downer or anything, but for me personally, Debbie yeah, it's, I don't know what else to call it. But you know, I always <laughs> that's always been in the back of my head. You know, if if a terrorist was going to go for something, it, it, yeah, Disney is definitely Disney Disneyland was on my top of my list. Uh, Super Bowl, World Series, uh, parades, Mardi Gras. You know, if, if they want to do something that affects a lot of people. You got to go to things that have a lot of people, and those are those different events. Yeah, but you don't think that that would stop the more cautious among us from now that they're identifying like you're more uh, protection minded uh, yeah. as evidence. I like that. Yes. Yeah. As evidence from your arsenal of weaponry. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Kevin is into heavy home I protection. Do. Yeah, I don't take anything lightly. Yeah, you show up to Kevin's house, you better call him first. Yes. That's just true. Before Kevin sits down to record, we make him go through a metal detector. Yep. He has to empty all the weapons. That's right. Check him. Just in case there's an argument, I don't need Kevin leaping across the table. <laughs> and they, uh, Who's got beef? <laughs> put respect on my name. Yeah, and that, that glove treatment, I, well, I don't have to get that in, that in here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hey, my wife yeah. is very gentle. But, um, <laughs> I'll give her that. Yeah, I'll give her that. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. But, uh, and I'm 40, so. Touch. That's, that's, you know, that's when, you're, when you're of age, that, that happens, right? But, you know, like I said, <laughs> yes. even I kind of felt like being on Disney property had a little bit of a different connotation on it. You know, now when you were walking through metal detectors, seeing mm. dogs, it's a different show, man. Yeah. It's a different show. Yeah, I would welcome that. I'm good. I'm okay with that. Wow. So on that note, guys, we're going to move on to our next topic. Who's next? All right. So the next thing affecting our listeners, uh, some of y'all may have seen this going around Facebook, but there's a thing where they're changing the algorithm or whatever else to where in your newsfeed, your personal timeline, you can get more of your friends' posts, like cat pictures and whatever else, rather than the Facebook pages that are out there. Um, we have a Facebook page currently at this time in time, and we're curious to know if you guys out there, um, in light of this, 
And I know Mr. Manaz had offered a kind of a solution to it, but we have the option of creating a Facebook group. And we haven't done so so far, only because when you do create a Facebook group, you know, you got to really be an admin to it. You got to kind of watch what's going on and, and make sure people are, are fitting within the guidelines of whatever you set for said group. That takes a lot of time, you know, whereas the pages, uh, groups can be private, so anything can be said. You know, uh, we can make it closed to where people can see who's in it, but, you know, you can say whatever you want freely and openly, which is not a bad forum for us because that's what we preach. You know, we explore all sides of the coin. All opinions are welcome, right? Um, but with the with the, just a regular public page, things are a little bit more self-policed, I guess. We're curious to know if you guys out there, the Moeekans, the listeners, would want us to create a Facebook page. So definitely let us know at show at magicarway.com or any of the other ways you can get in touch with us. Who's next? All right, guys, so one of the best ways that you can support the Magic Our Way podcast is by leaving a rating and review in iTunes. And we definitely appreciate you guys taking the time. And it really doesn't take that long to do. Yeah, you don't even have to write a review. You just click on the stars. Yeah, you just click on the stars. You don't have to write a review. But, you know, if you happen to want to voice your opinion, we definitely would appreciate you doing that. And the reason why we do that is because, you know, just like everybody that's getting out there and naming famous, you're going to run into trolls. Or maybe there's some people that were just really honestly reviewing our podcast. Hate is going to hate, Kevin. But hate in this case, we have a special story. I was going to say, it sounds like you have an example. Yes, I do have an example. <laughs> and this one's from, uh, let's see, the Don and Mike show. They do a review. And whether they're out to do something with it or whatever for their own show, that's whatever. But this is what they wrote on ours. They gave us a one-star review. You know, and like I said, we were uh, we welcome all opinions, so we're going to read this. Now, we've got like over 30 positive yeah. reviews, and we've yes. only got like 30-something reviews. Yes. So. And, and, and to put in perspective, every major, even Lou, I've talked to Lou about this, and he's gotten a bunch of negative reviews, just people just doing that, just to do that. Haters go hate. Well, you, That's that right. That means you shining. That's right. If That's somebody right. don't like you, that means you doing something right. That's right. <laughs> so here's this. He gave us a, a one-star review, and it's titled, Worst Unfunny Disney Podcast. It says, stop trying to be funny. You are not. It, <laughs> it comes naturally to some hosts, but these hosts don't have that gift. <laughs> and drop the fake personas. They, uh, the way you're trying to talk, it is humiliating. So, you know, Don and Mike must have great personas. They must be as real as they can get on their show. Is that, was that who this guy is, the Don and Mike? Yes. I, you can click on, listeners, you can click on the reviewers, and they leave the name. And, and so by them not putting a fake name they they obviously are instigating something so they, it's probably like a, a, a jock, shock jock type host okay on their own particular show because if you click on their thing and you pull up other views it, it's obviously a troll to incite something because every one of their views is bad so like there's another one for ebon that said this used to be an interesting video site <laughs> and then he goes on to trash it and then there's another thing netgear jr please update Another thing it says dead greedy developers broke game so it's nothing but negative reviews and so that's I think it's part of the shtick for the well, show. Well, it might have been also the thing of what did you listen to? Well, well that's, that's if I'm giving forget, them stock for no, 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 the wait, review. Yeah. Wait, oh, go, forget go about finding it funny. Oh, easy. Hold on. This dude's in our heads. You heard this? He thinks he knows us. <laughs> he, I mean, he knows us well enough to know, hey, y'all guys quit being fake. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're not real at all. Yeah, this is totally not how we talk to each other right. in real life. I actually have a British accent, but I don't share it <laughs> with anybody. I, I appreciate that. I don't yeah. speak English. I don't know what y'all talking about. I don't <laughs> speak, <laughs> this is amazing. You know, yeah. tally ho. 
All right. <laughs> Everything I learned, I, I learned off that. the internet. So my English is from the internet. I didn't realize Tarat was was British. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you wow. did. You don't have your dictionary. No, I for, for yeah. Britain, right? I talked to the Queen just yesterday. I was like, "Hey, Queen, Tarat, Tarat," and, and she, she said, "Tarat, Tarat, Tarat, Tarat." You want some tea, Rat? All right, you're you're humiliating yourself, or you are we humiliating ourselves, or are we humiliating him? I don't understand. I know Again, he just he just says he uh, seems to be in our heads. So from here on out, we're we're gonna stop trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know we were trying to be funny. We're you just know, gonna be funny. Well, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> we're not comedians. I mean, you know, no. shoot, there's a reason I got to get up at seven in the morning every day. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. one thing if we marketed this as a comedy show. It's a Disney show. And if we happen to be funny, then we're funny. But uh, I guess maybe they liked our interview style and our park knowledge that the one thing they took exception with is the fact that we're not funny enough for them. But uh, clearly... Well, it's probably two. It's Don and Mike. So we'll say Don and Mike. Yeah. So maybe Don liked it. But Mike didn't, and they're so having he couldn't like a, say anything. And they're having a lover squabble, right? And you know, and if you're insulted by that, we're not. We're being fake. We're oh, not, yeah, that's not yeah. a real personality. Okay. So what do you got to worry about? Exactly. But anyway, to back to our point. Yes, uh, guys, there are some miserable people in this world. Haters so go hate. That's why we ask you to please rate the show. You don't have to spend a dime to do it. Please go ahead because. Even though the vast majority of our audience loves us and, and, and leaves us positive things, and we read all the positive stuff as well, when you read, when you hear something like this, it's like, wow, there are really some people in this world that just, you know, hate. they're going to hate, I guess. Yeah, it's a good And you know what? Hate. They might be mad because we didn't give them a tribe name. That's possible, too. Well, it's, it's quite possible. And the more people heard from the Don and Mike show from us bringing it up, then who's actually... Does Don and Mike have a... Is there a, I don't know. I, have, I, I haven't bothered to care enough to dig around that deep, I, I, but so, I can. <laughs> please, can. Let's look. Let's see if Don and Mike have a show. Yeah, look up and be like, hey, I'm I don't curious. like your real personas. I want the <laughs> fake ones. Actually, this might be a fake uh, screen name because it says the Don and Mike show was, uh, according to Wiki, and we all know Wiki's uh, accurate, says the Don and Mike show was an American nationally syndicated radio talk show hosted by the shock jocks Don Geronimo and Mike O'Meara. You mean to tell me that's their real names? Because that sounds like fake persona. Wait a minute. We're attracting. It was. It was a show. So I'm. Uh, oh, it, it was from was 1985 to 2008. So I'm guessing somebody's using Don and Don and Mike should be pissed off of them for using their persona. Either that, yeah. or Don and Mike are just really bored, <laughs> going off the deep end. Like we're gonna go start our shock jock wars with people on podcasts because I want my glory back. <laughs> hey, look, we know Jerry Skids. You're no Jerry Skids, sir. <laughs> So, so anyway, Moikas, to kind of bring it back, leave us a rating or review, man. We definitely appreciate it. If you have done so already, and we definitely do appreciate it. But that's why we ask for ratings and reviews. And yeah. if you haven't done so yet, man, please take the time. I know there's a lot of you guys out there because we talk about you in Facebook. We talk about you in Twitter, everywhere. So please, yeah, leave us a rating review. It takes a couple of seconds. We definitely would appreciate that. So your fake persona is that you're British. You don't speak English. And Lee's fake persona is he's a travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> No, his fake persona is he can run. <laughs> he, can run he can run fast. Yeah. <laughs> He's really the flash. Anyway, so moving on. Who's next? The next email is from John Stallings. It says, Hey Danny and Lee. Last Danny week, and Lee? Yeah, just uh, that's y'all two guys. All oh, right. Y'all two shut the hell up. That's yeah, fine. I'll this take a break. break. We're, I'm gonna go that's pee. That's right. I'm not funny. Well, let me read the question before we leave. It says, last week I was on a staycation, so the wife and daughter wanted to go and see Alice through the looking glass. 
That's probably why he dressed you up because y'all did the review. Yeah, that is true. And he says, we went to the 1045 a.m. Friday morning. It was the last day for our county school, so I was not shocked that it was just us and two other families in the theater. And it was 1045 a.m. I am sorry. Movies should be seen at night. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed the first movie, and this was okay, but just okay. The only thing I would add to your thoughts was that it is becoming overdone for Disney to do a backstory to show the villain, in this case the Red Queen, as not a bad person. They're just a victim. They did the same thing with Maleficent and several of their TV movies. I would think that a creative company could be a little more creative with a plot line. Thanks, as always, for your show. John wow. Stallings. Oh, thank you, John. You know, I blame Wicked for this. <laughs> 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 Ever since Wicked turned the Wicked Witch into a good guy, yeah. good girl, whatever you want to call it, yeah, they've been reimagining, and it's not just Disney that's been that's doing it. They've been reimagining villains and making them wusses for a while now. Well, that's the moneymaker now is backstory, 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 well, backstory. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, you you if you've run out of ideas and you've got to remake it, you have to do something different. You know, if you just remade it scene for scene, then you're watching the same movie. So that's how these ideas to remake the movie is to show the backstory, and of course, it can't be. You know, why couldn't they show the backstory why they became evil? That'd be cool with me. You yeah, can't but- show the backstory why people... Evil is a concept that has nothing to do with normal life. Like, once evil is explained, it's no longer evil. It's mm. like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the Halloween series of movies. Once you try to explain that Michael Myers is Michael Myers because he, he was abused as a young child... Mm-hmm. Michael Myers is no longer evil. He's lashing out due to childhood psychological trauma that has occurred. That's what I'm saying. Is like once you try to explain evil, it ceases to be evil. It doesn't have the same impact. Right. I, I agree with once that. Once you show that Darth Vader became Darth Vader because his mommy got messed up by a couple of sand people... Darth Vader isn't quite as powerful anymore. He's a petulant child mm-hmm. who's lashing out at the world. That's what I'm trying to say. Evil is a force of nature. It's something that has possessed you. And you could be... That was, what again, going back to the whole Michael Myers analogy, that's what made Michael Myers evil was that he was a normal child. And then, boom, he was evil. And that was what was so mysterious because there was nothing to explain it. Mm-hmm. Once you're lashing out at a world that's done you wrong... You're no longer evil. Now you've, the evil has become righteous. Even though their righteousness is maybe misplaced or misdirected or however you want to say it. Yeah, well, it, 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 I would use my best example would be uh, Magneto. But I would stick with the comic yes. books, not the movies too much because that gets way confusing when you but, do the movies. But. You know, but hold up, Magneto, that's fair game. Like If you establish it right off the bat, he, just, he didn't start off evil with no backstory. Well, right. I mean, now, if you get too deep, I mean, the initial thing with Professor X and Magneto was, you know, supposed to be like a symbolic thing of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. But, yeah, you have Magneto. He's a tortured kid. That's what, That was the point. You know, yes. he was tortured in the in a Jewish camp. And then he's like, yeah, I have a thing against humans. Mm-hmm. But what made it start to get confusing was it was like, Professor X, you're my enemy. Then you're like, oh, wait, they were friends. So why are they enemies now? And then he's like, okay, well, look, I like mutants, but not humans. And this is why. And you're like, okay, wait, are you evil? Or are you good? Well, hey, it's just like Rick Ralph says. And, you know, I may be a bad guy, 
That doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. <laughs> there you go. That means he's got a fake persona. Look, the Wicked thing was great. It was cool. It was a nice little twist on the story here. But now the idea of that we need to explain why every bad person or ba- bad guy has become this way and now turn the bad guy into the sympathetic figure and the heroine into a virtual non-factor, yeah. for yeah. lack of a better word. Yeah, I, I'm with him wholeheartedly on this. Right. It, it's it's gotten old. Yep, it doesn't work. I don't. I don't. I can't think of a time where this is successfully. Worked. It's not. It's it's not. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work. It yep. diminishes the overall impact and power of your villain. Speaking of evil, we're gonna go on to our next email. Who's next? All right, guys. This email is from Jeremy O'Neill, and he has uh, more of a, a compliment actually. He says, hey, guys, I run a special effects and thematic overlay company, and I've been binge listening to your podcast while I make monsters and elves. Smiley face. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good, fun listen, and I enjoy each show. Just wanted to give you guys an email high five and good luck on all future endeavors. I'll be listening. By the way, here are some of my masks at Mickey's Not So Scary 2015, and he sent us in some pictures. It was him as Ezra, if I remember correctly, yes. from The Hitchhiking Ghost. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. That was gorgeous. Yeah, we'll yeah. post that. Yeah, it's really detailed. Very really, really, good. And I'll post the pictures up on our website so you can see it in the show notes. But he has like a big shot of him with a yes. haunted mansion in the background. Mm-hmm. And then he has a close-up of the face so you can huh? see the details of the mask. Yeah, it was awesome. I saw that pic. I don't I- know if he sells masks, but man, y'all, you guys might want to consider this for your next Halloween adventure. Oh, and that would be a great mask. I- I'm curious to know how the people at... Oh, at, at Disney uh, took to his mask? Exactly, yeah. especially the children. Yeah, yeah. I would love I mean, because, they, I mean, Ezra's the scariest one. I'm looking at it. It's just even the hat, man. It's just amazing. Just uh, the whole the whole package. Jeremy, my God, dude. Yeah, that was serious. I, I saw that this morning. He does run out. a special effects and thematic overlay company, so he should do a good job. Well, but, get, I mean, damn. <laughs> can, we, can we give him a shout out? Does he have a link, a website? Or? No, he didn't send it to us. Uh, maybe I'll reach out to him. I'll respond yes, to him, and yeah. I'll post that in the show notes. But Jeremy, if you listen, I know you're listening while you're making stuff. Tell us what you're making, number one, while yes. you're listening to this particular show. And then let us know, man. We'll pimp out your products. If you got a website or whatever else, your company, um, just whatever. We'll, we'll do it. MagicRway.com, man. Go check it out. We'll have that up in the show notes for this particular show. You want to check out these pictures that Jeremy posted up of his mask. Very good work. Very good work. Who's next? Next email is from Susanna Hunt. She says, hello, Southern gents. I have a Disney World podcast for each day of the working week, and you are my Tuesday podcast. Tarat Tuesday. Tarat Tuesday. <laughs> she says, y'all make me giggle, and your chemistry is wonderful to listen to. You mentioned in this week's podcast that I you have are- bad news for you, Susanna. It's, it's all an act. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all an act. It's fake. It's a fake, persona. fake yes. personas. There's yes. nothing real about what we're doing here, according yeah. to some that- guy who knows us very well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you mentioned in this week's podcast that you were putting together a best of from all of your episodes, and I wanted to take the opportunity to plead for a certain pair of episodes to make the cut. No, I'll say number one. She didn't say number one, but I say number one. Band behavior on Disney property parts one and two are permanently downloaded in my iTunes library because they make me cry with laughter. <laughs> All the behaviors you covered were hilarious, but when you talked about the story of a man punching Piglet <laughs> <laughs> because he kissed his girlfriend on the hand, I lost it. She says, if that wasn't enough, I could barely breathe when Eli started talking, quote, Right in the pork loins, boy. You don't kiss my girlfriend. I didn't pay for that on this vacation. How you like that? Pork chop? Right. That was a real persona that yes, did that. Yes. 
And she says, please, I beg of you, include a few segments from these episodes in your best of. I doubt I'm the only one who gets a good belly laugh from them. Oh, wow. Keep recording and eating beignets, Susanna Hunt. Wow, well, thank man. Thank you. Thanks, Susanna. We definitely absolutely. appreciate that. That's cool. That's and yes, absolutely. Cool. That, that, that whole thing would definitely be part of... I'm sure there'll be a lot of things when we get to that best of. That's going to be tough. Yeah, that's, that's a ways down the road now. Because like I said, we're not going to be doing this regularly, but... I'm doing them in groups of 10 every 10 episodes. And she so put in a vote. I, I endorsed that vote. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, to me, the funniest story. <laughs> yeah, the piglet thing. Yeah, because, like, of course, we're doing the podcast so nobody can see our faces while we're talking. But I remember mm. you looking over at me like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm serious. He's like, what? Well, I was looking at you like you were crazy because you were taking the side of the guy that punched Piglet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the dude who punched Piglet, that was the right guy. That damn Piglet needed to be put in his place. That guy was villainized. <laughs> and I wasn't having that. <laughs> pork chop. I was giving him a good backstory. Pork chop. At pork chop. Is this I, your I, real persona? Is I, your... That was my real persona oh. right there. Yeah. I, I need to make my girlfriend. I think so. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says pork chop and something to do with fake personas. <laughs> well, guys, speaking of personas, here we go. Who's next? Our next persona, our email, comes from our very own Office of Weekend, Mr. Kirk Landry. Ah, hey. so I like how we, we've settled the dispute between Buford T. Moeekin and Roscoe P. Moeekin <laughs> yeah. by just calling him... Offer some more weekend. Offer some more weekend. <laughs> but like, he does address this in this email. Oh. You ready for this? Let's hear it. Hang on to your hats and glasses because this is a long one. So here because, you go. Can I tell you? You know what yes. I'm holding right now? My what are you port, holding? What do you got port there? My Port Fouchon Harbor Police Challenge coin. I'm That's holding, right. Oh. I, I'm, yes. Kirk, we want to let you know we got them from Lee. He did deliver it. Thank you. As, as he promised. So guess what? When we, uh, when we go to a bar, mm-hmm. we know what to do. Challenge the bartender. That's right. Boom. Give We're us a free it. drink. Boom. No. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. I know. I'm yeah, playing. Although that'd be great. So anyway, so this is long. He sent us a, a, a good a good a good email. So here so hang on here for a second. Okay. Till the end. He says, Hi, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. When I got to work this morning, one of my partners brought up the topic of the tragic incident in which occurred at Walt Disney World this week. All the guys that I work with know of my Walt Disney World obsession. Their word, not mine. So they wanted to know my opinion on it, reaction, that sort of thing. The next question asked was how many times I'd been there in my life. I honestly could not remember because my family took many trips there when I was younger, and I just don't recall how many. I did tell them that since 2010, my wife and I had been back to Walt Disney World eight times with another trip planned for this October, November. Thanks, Lee. Your M&Ms will be in the mail. (laughs) They then wanted to know if it was expensive. When I formed them... That it can be pricey. You can take measures which ensure that a trip there won't, doesn't break the bank. It was then that a question was put to me that had never been asked before. And the question was simply, why? As I, in, why do I go to Walt Disney World, especially if it can be so expensive? What's the draw? What's the attraction? My answer was, in a, and I quote, it's hard to explain because I know you wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, there you go. And he continues to say, you may ask how do I know they wouldn't understand the appeal of Walt Disney World to me. Let's just say I know them. They don't get it. I'm not saying I don't think they would ever visit Walt Disney World. In fact, I know that two of them already have. One because his wife owns a cheerleading school and the other because he was meeting up with some army buddies in Orlando and they brought him to Epcot to drink around the world. He stayed in Epcot for one afternoon and left. So I have a pretty good idea that none of them are Walt Disney World people. And just to emphasize the point, the conversation then turned to topics such as, 
I'd rather pay my house note than spend my money on a vacation like that, etc. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to why I'm writing this message. How about a show dedicated to the question of why? For me, Walt Disney World isn't all about the rides, shows, parades, or characters. Those things that Walt Disney World has. Not what it is. It's hard to explain someone who doesn't get it just why. When I walk under that train station on the Main Street USA, my eyes start to water. Why, when I get my first glimpse of the library on that first ride through the Haunted Mansion, I both smile and shed a tear. It's a feeling that comes from somewhere deep inside, rooted in those childhood memories of my early visits there. Memories that are inexplicably come rushing back when you first see Cinderella Castle across Seven Seas Lagoon. So I was just thinking that it'd be interesting to hear the reasons others give for the question why. Starting with the four of you, I've read your profiles on the webpage, so I can see that Kevin <laughs> and Danny have a story similar to mine. Lee discovered the magic as an adult, and Eli, well, I'm still not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep it mysterious. Yes. His profile's a little slim in that department. The Mawekin Nation is pretty well populated from different parts of the country and globe. I'd really like to hear what others contribute to their Walt, I guess attribute their Walt Disney World lifestyle too. What keeps them going back and for some uprooting of their lives and moving to Florida in order to be closer to the magic? Anyway, sorry for droning on so long. And if you have covered this topic in a show before, I apologize because I haven't gotten that far back yet. Uh, some backstory there. He's actually working back through our entire catalog. For yeah. the listeners that don't know, we know this. But then again, I continue. It says, keep up the excellent work, guys, and I will keep the beignets flowing y'all's way. <laughs> Got to keep the competition going. By the way, I don't know if my vote counts on this. But I've grown quite fond of the moniker Buford T. Moeken. Just saying. Boom. There it is. Uh-huh. So let it be said, and the chief will ratify it. He is now Officer Moeken is Buford T. Moeken. Well, Chief gonna do what Chief gonna do. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But he did send us a picture. I don't know if y'all saw that. I did. What? He, did. he sent us a picture and it has Buford uh, and it says. <laughs> yeah. I, you see? He said, I, I yeah. watched it the other. I saw Smokey and the Bandit on yeah. the other day and I watched it just because of Kirk. Yeah. yeah. He sent it and he said, just your thought for the night. And, and, and the quote has him saying, I wonder if the clouds look down on us and say, hey, look, that one's shaped like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, back to his, his question. I think that's an excellent episode. Yeah. I think that'd be great to maybe even, you know, for us to, uh, oh, we've addressed it. We probably we have it. talked we have about talk it, about it but, at some point. But to I have remember. a dedicated show, probably we could talk about it and then also invite all of our listeners to chime in. Because he, he's asking this, not just of us, where he's starting with us, but he's asking the entire Moeca Nation, why? I, I will tell him this, that every, every year, and it typically happens at my wife's work functions yeah. where... The entire office shows up. And I'm inev- so sorry for you, too. Thank you. And in- inevitably, somebody hears that I do a Disney podcast, and they'll say to me, well, why, why do you like Disney so much? What is it about Disney that you still like it so much? And they ask it as if to insinuate that there's something wrong with me for liking it. And it's a little irritating, but at the same time, there is a sense of self-examination because from them, they're looking at it from the standpoint of, I took my kids there. I've been through all that. It was expensive. It was crowded. It was hot. And that's the only appreciation that they walk out of there with. And so now they want you to explain to them what it is that they missed. So I know what he's talking about. Yes. You do get other grown people who are like looking at you like, they just don't get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of attribute for me. It's, it's, you know, I get it two ways. I get it both as a Disney fan and both as a musician. 
People yes. don't understand. A lot of people that are not in the musician life don't understand the musician life. Right. And I've mentioned that before too. And also the same thing that people are not in the Disney life don't really understand the Disney life. You say, you know, no matter how many times you try to justify it, uh, they're just not going to get it. As an artist, you do your best to go ahead and put things out there into the world and you hope people like them. And when you walk into Walt Disney World, it's a three-dimensional representation of stories come to life. It's it, I've, I've often referred to it as the mecca of um, creativity, yeah. mecca of creativity, mecca of mecca of make believe. You know, it's a place where you walk into, and it's it's a shrine to creativity and imagination. And anybody who ever wanted to tell stories for a living, it really resonates with you, and it catches you as a kid, and it it's it keeps you there as an adult because. When you're experiencing it with your child, you're experiencing it with the added perspective yeah. of you have an adult yeah. appreciation. Yeah. Thank for you. It. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, if I could inj- interject my why real quick, it's it's like me uh, being an artist, and I, maybe it's an artist thing. Uh, as a musician, I like working at a very high level mm-hmm. at, at my craft, at my art, and I appreciate working environments that place me to where I can. Or work at that level like the broadway shows that come to town mm-hmm. definitely a high level of showmanship everything else musicality i love it and disney to me as far as high level art that's one of the epitomes of that yes. level of uh of art artistry mm-hmm. you know and i appreciate that and i love it and i appreciate the work that the artists that have created this you know especially mr disney you know for giving this whole thing life breathing mm-hmm. life into it you know that's that's a, a major why for me it's just the level of excellence that they have taken this to and as an artist i really 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 appreciate that you're right kev and just to add on to that a little bit that is one thing and again i'm i'm sure eli will back me up on this if you were somebody who liked to draw yeah and aspired to be an artist in the mid 90s there wasn't a soul alive who didn't come over to you and looked at what you did and said you know what you should work for disney yeah. You know, like it was that easy. You know? Yeah, they didn't say you should hey. work for DreamWorks. <laughs> right. Yeah. They just said you should work for. I can't imagine what they say nowadays. If they draw, I'm sure you, sh- you show it to some elders and they're like, well, that's good, but no one draws anymore. Go in the computer, kid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, you laugh, but I got told uh, today, they're like, you should just put your comic book on the internet. You'll yeah. make a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah. I'm working on that. Well, Eli, yeah, well, what, what, what's your why, Qu- briefly? You guys pretty much said it best. I mean, you cannot go in a place like that and not feel inspired. And when you leave, you want to go ahead and do something creative. The thing I liked about that message, though, that I would want to address to Buford Tebow Weekend now, all right, is that don't worry about your your coworkers. They probably want to be where you are. They just don't know how to get there. So, <laughs> ooh, 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 I want to be like you. Ooh, right. Ooh. Yeah. I mean... Buford, you sound like a very, you know, inspired guy when you go to Disney. Like, actually, I heard that message. I kind of, like, welled up inside. Like, that's a real persona. I, I kind of welled up. So, figure like this. The guy that went to Disney that drank around the world, well, he didn't have a real Disney experience. He just drank a lot. You probably have to go ahead and say to him, hey, look, I'm going to go on a trip. You guys want to go ahead and go with me? And then, you know, go on the rides. Give them the childhood-like experience. And then you may see the desired effect that you want. I, I will say this, is that there are a lot of times, there are just some miserable people in this world. All right. Haters and, gonna hate. And, and not even miserable, maybe that's a bad term, but there are just some people in the world that are, aren't particularly happy. Mm-hmm. And when they say there's something out there that you take as pure... 
that makes you happy, it makes them unhappy. Yeah, because they want a piece of that. I mean, again, in the message, he says, hey, look, they went to Disney, so Mm -hmm. I think they want to go. But, yeah, they're going to give you a hard time. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you a hard time. Buford, that's how it is. Look, I I draw comic books. I've shown different people, here's the book. And they're like, like, okay, yeah, you don't really make one. And I give them one. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why you really made it? (laughs) And that is because I know I don't have, like, a huge profile on the thing i you know hey i yep. that's just how i am i'm mysterious like that you it's know to keep it on down the ladies so, like yeah, that mysterious right. stuff you know what i'm saying speaking like about that. mysterious lee <laughs> lee what's your brief why well i think i've said it before you know i fell in love with the service angle at disney uh i've been on you know many vacations but until i went to on a disney vacation i was never mesmerized you know on a vacation um so there is that you know the service level the attention to detail etc. Everything I think that most people who fall in love with Disney will say the same thing. Uh, we each have our own little thing, but for me, mostly coming from a retail background, the service level that I experienced, and again, I said this, and it's true, I stayed at All-Stars, and I was treated like an All-Star. You know, I was treated like I was staying at the Grand Floridian. It didn't matter how much I spent on my vacation. I was treated like royalty. So, that was what hooked me. Bam. Uh, and I'd just like to add a, two things. And that's Number the All-Stars, one, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the All-Stars, yeah. yeah. I've dined Perfect. with kings and queens, <laughs> and I slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. Woo! Telling the truth. American we dream, baby. We this all the time, you know, <laughs> that Disney is expensive. And I just want to – vacation is expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like, we went to Destin and got the resort, and we spent the kind of money we would have spent at Disney. So when it comes to stuff like that, I just like to tell people just mind your business because <laughs> mind I, like your business. I like Disney. You like to go hiking in the mountains. <laughs> you like to go kayaking. You like to go to the beach. I don't tell you what to do with your money on your, your vacation. So you may like to go to the bunny business. ranch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but my, my cousins go to the this. They have a family reunion every year. They go to Corpus Christi, Texas, and they have this condo on the beach. And not once have I said to them, why are you spending your money on this? Because I don't get it. The water is not that nice. (laughs) The condo is not that nice. And there's fecal matter in the beaches uh now. But Mm -hmm. that's what they like to do. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I've never once said to them, well, why do y'all like to do this every year? That's not my business. That's their business. So. Mind, mind your, your own business. Mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. So. Get the tick on them. Move the shoulder. Like, mind your business now. Why are you that's pushing right. up on me now? Mind your business. Every, I like so, Disney. So that's a brief answer to your question, uh, Buford Timmy Weekend, just to kind of give you that. Oh, and yeah, we'll definitely consider doing this a show and get more of the Weekends involved with this. Yeah, and ex- I- extrapolate on our answers a little absolutely. bit. Yeah, 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 yeah that absolutely. Was, we kind of gave a, a brief version, yeah. but yeah, okay. Yeah, well, we'll definitely do that. And so, guys, Weekends listeners, I mean, if you want to offer your why, show at magicarway.com or if you want to leave a voicemail you can do that too and we'll give you that information at the end of the show and speaking of voicemails and or speak pipes we got one from the chief who's next all over the known world rome built the first world wide web and it's leading us into the future his favorite attraction chief fish sean woo Built the Malakin Nation live from Spaceship Earth. It's Fish Sean Wu. I just left the Siemens with an IVIP room. And I'm calling in on this thing called Speak Pipe. Let's hear you, Malakins. Get on Speak Pipe and send the guys 
a show open. Anyways, if you're listening to me, you're probably pretty darn bored. <laughs> so fortunately, you're getting ready to listen to Eli, Danny, Lee, and of course, Kevin. <laughs> Jombo, everyone. Harambe. Here in Europe, monks toil endlessly recording books by hand. So ladies and gentlemen, the chief has spoken. He wants more interaction from, vocal interaction, I should say, audio interaction from the Moeka Nation. That's the chief, man, stirring the pot. He wants, it, he wants to hear you guys, man. He wants to hear the voices of his nation come alive on the podcast. Well, I think he thought we were going to play that at the beginning of the show because uh, he said, you're about to ready to yeah, listen. Yeah, I know. He, he didn't specify that it was a show open. I'm sorry about that, Chief. No, but, uh, that's all right because, you know, I'm, I'm like, well, we've been talking for like yeah. an hour now and he says, uh, you're probably bored. I'm like, how did he know? <laughs> so it's like a station <laughs> He's ID. He's the chief. He yeah. knows yeah. it all. It's like a station ID. So it's a call to action. The chief has made a call to action for you guys to speak pipe or voicemail us. Uh, however you want to do and usually guys when we do this we don't listen to these prehands so every reaction that you get is pretty darn genuine that's as real as it gets mm-hmm. oh i'm sorry wait it's you're gonna get our fake personas uh <laughs> reacting to each and every voicemail and speak pipe but yeah um you can do a show open you can do a, a station id you can do something for the end of the show whatever you want to do uh um so definitely do that speak pipe widget on our website magicarway.com or the voicemail who's next so, guys, I'm going to turn it over to our lovable travel agent because a bunch of you guys have recently booked some trips, and we're gonna, and he's going to give you a shout-out. So, Lee, take it away, sir. Yeah, you guys are coming through big time, man. Like, you guys are definitely showing some love to the travel agency. I definitely appreciate it. Um, you know, all of the uh, guys on the podcast definitely appreciate it, too. Yes. Um, we appreciate so- y'all making Lee Lastavica work. Yes, Thank make you. me earn those M and M's. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, uh, so, in addition to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hercher and uh, the Sullivan family that's come back recently from Disney, uh, we had mentioned that before. But right now, uh, Robert heading out to Disneyland in August, staying at the Hojo. Yeah, it's going to be going down. Uh, so you guys got a nice little trip planned there. I'm going to have a lot of fun, of course. In August. That's going to be awesome, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Nice weather and everything is going to be really nice. This next one I like to call uh, the princess trip. Lisa Monday is going with her dad and sister and some other family members. They're doing it right, guys. Contemporary theme park view in October. N- nice. Boom. Man. Great yeah. time of year to be down there. Yeah. Not gonna too be hot. a lot of them. That's awesome. Uh, That's a dream trip. Turkey leg. Time for turkey Mm -hmm. leg. And uh, as uh, Kirk had mentioned before, he is on a trip uh, late October, early November, staying at Pop Century. And check this out. This gentleman and his wife are going down. They're going to see one of the last uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween parties and the first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party all on the same trip. Do you know what that reminds me of? That's like when you book a buffet. And you book like the last seating for the breakfast, yeah, and you get, you get the, the turnover, and you lunch. get the lunch. 
That is yeah. awesome, Officer Mawikin. That is awesome, sir. That's what he gets for trying to convert some other people. See, good things come to you when you go ahead and preach this. But I'm telling you, our listeners are making me jealous with their bookings. <laughs> I know, I huh? I love when they're booking. I know. I want to go when they're booking, but my daddy right. would not let that happen. <laughs> Your daddy won't do that for you. I'm junior. <laughs> he want to go with junior. I don't know. He, my, my, my pocketbook doesn't want me to go. Yeah, he want me to do it. I'm still eating the mayonnaise sandwiches, but one day... Y'all keep them beignets going, and we'll get there in October. I'll yeah. tell you that. One day, we'll have a, one day we'll have a big Moeekin meetup, man. I'd love to have yeah. that, everybody there. Well, if Lisa's going in October, and Officer Moeekin's going in October. Now, Greg, it, it might be quicker to drive to his house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, that. uh, you know, if we could make that happen. I, I would love to do an October. I know Lee's talking about going to Disneyland in October, though, right? Yeah, yeah, that's my plan. Yeah, that's your plan. So that's my plan. All but right. uh, you never know what the future holds. You never know. Uh, in addition to that, also not <laughs> official you, yet, but he cut you clean off. No kidding, <laughs> he just moved <laughs> me along. Like, I ain't worried about you, Judy. I mean, that's just, that, just, that probably just means he has tons of bookings to give a that's shout right, out. That's right. I gotta get right. through all this stuff. Mo here, money, mo money, mo money. money. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I get back. All right, right. What you got? What you yeah. got? And also planning the trip for next October. For Kirk Landry and some of his family, his, uh, his mom and dad and uh, brother and oh. uh, his son and everybody going to be this a big... This is 2017, you're saying. Yeah, love. 2017. Ooh. Yes, sir. Uh, we also got Miss Sarah Coker. Well, you know what? Back, another, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, like, but just to back up to Officer Mohican. So he's going in two Octobers in a row. Which mm-hmm. basically means to me, we got two Octobers in which we can make it down there and, and, and hang out with Officer Moeekin. So that's almost yep. like a challenge. Can I tell you, I love Disney in the fall. I do too. Yeah. I love Disney in the fall. <laughs> I don't know I, why, I, but I feel like I'm like a kid in like the Baptist church again where like, you know, oh, you know, brother such and such had this miracle happen and sister such and such had this miracle. Oh, blessings to everybody. Oh, make the yeah. miracle happen for hey, you. you. Can I get it? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So not to interrupt, yeah, Julie, I'm God sorry. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that movie. All right. We also got Miss Sarah Coker heading hey, out in November. Sarah. Staying at Port Orleans Riverside. Doing it big with the Royal Room over there in Port Orleans. Going to be so, really nice. Well, Lee, Chuck, what, is it, what consists of the Royal Room, man? Give us a quick rundown of that. It's uh, just a, uh, these certain rooms in Port Orleans that are really done nice. Um, it's princessy, but not not girly. So it's... It's got some Tiana going on. It's got the other princesses going on, but it's got like some nice royal blue trim and gold and you know uh, faucets and all kinds of stuff. Um, I can post some pictures on the on the page if you'd like, but it's just a little nicer room. Gives it a nice little royal feel, and uh, I like it because you know, especially it's hard to get something like that if you're not staying, you know, at the mm-hmm. All Stars or whatever. You want something moderate, but you want something a little different. Caribbean Beach, I got the the pirate rooms. At Port Orleans, I got the royal rooms. So, nice. Okay. Yeah, Very it's really good. cool. Very good. Who so else my, you got? My, would, my, would, you my, s- would you say that's going to make Sarah smile? Sarah smile. Sarah might, smile. I want to smile. Sarah. Or it might make someone want to forget Sarah Silverman. I don't know. Forget Sarah Silverman. Movie. Sarah Marshall. What the heck? Sarah Silverman. That's a comedian. Sarah Silverman. Yeah. What yes. the heck? Forget Sarah Silverman. You suck, sir. He's um, making a new movie. <laughs> all right, all right. That's, that's, that's the sequel. Yep. Oh, that's the sequel. Yeah, People Sarah. are probably forgetting about Sarah Silverman now that Amy Schumer's out. So now that they just, br- yeah, probably just brought right. him up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but anyway. All right. So, Lee, who, who's next? 
Two more. Rick Swero. Hey, Rick hey, Swero. Rick Swero. Swero Suave. No, nothing. And, and by the way, I want to give Rick Swero a new Moican name. What's What's to change it from Travels with Lee? Travels with Lee to Big Money Grip. Big, Big Money, Money Grip. Grip. Old Sanford and Son reference. Y'all, y'all yeah. reckon? There you go. Yeah. Big Money Grip because that man has kept us fed. I, I am adding that to his current name. Ain't, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong that with you. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you, awesome, sir. Awesome, 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 awesome. So, yes. Well, Rick is going on a Disney cruise on February, which leads us to who? I don't know who. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Who would be going on a Disney cruise? The dude that talked to us. Who's the dude that talked to us about being on the cruise? That's what I'm trying to think of. I know you're talking about. Hold up. No, no, no. You went. No, no, no. You're thinking of Matt Hotchberg. No, no I'm no. not. He's no, going. He's been, going to Royal Caribbean. No, we talked to a guy who had been to uh, Alani, Mr. Sullivan. No, 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 that's not. No, he didn't talk about going on a cruise lately. You're going the wrong direction. The wrong. You need, you need to look across the table. Kevin. Kevin. Hey, hey, look at that. No, that Kevin. doesn't count. Kevin's been going on a cruise for the last three years. <laughs> this is true. And it ain't never happened. I keep pushing it back. Well, it's booked. It so is we'll booked. see what happens. But what's cool is that as Rick is going off the boat, he's going to be waving to Kevin getting on the boat. Wow. As soon as Rick comes back. Oh, we Kevin's might cross paths? Y'all going to cross paths. Oh, man. So. I got to make it work. I'm an unemployed right now. So <laughs> hopefully the new job will allow <laughs> me to keep like, going. We're we going to have a signal. We're going to have a shirt <laughs> signal. Yes. You're going to have your shirt. I'm going to have no shirt. You heard that, Lee. Kevin's unemployed. That February trip is definitely off. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all need to get a lot of beignets up in here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see what I could do because if I have a chance to cross paths with Rick Swero, uh, big money grip. Yeah, he uh, might, he uh, might know, slip you a few that. grips, help Shit. you out on the Lee's trip. counting his money right now, and <laughs> I would suggest, sir, you hold off because that trip's getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? I looked on the Moican Manifest, and I don't have a Moican name. You don't have a Moican name? I don't name? have a Moican name. He who disappoints Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? One last thing for Mr. Kirk Landry. A couple episodes back, y'all may remember when uh, Lisa Monday was going, and we had offered a couple of challenges to her of things she could do in the park. Mm-hmm. So Kirk has asked that we do the same thing for him if we would each... Uh, each of the hosts would give him a challenge for his October trip. A challenge? Oh, like we did with Lisa Monday. Ooh, challenge. Oh, we got to. Hmm, he wants some exactly. challenges. For October. He's going to Not So Scary? He's going to Not yes. So Scary, and he's going to the first and the Halloween. Very, Halloween. Merry. Uh, very Merry party. Gotcha. I'll give, you, I'll give you one easy one. Go eat a cronut. I don't mean that as an insult. Was, Just sounds, go eat a cronut. I, okay, my, that's, that's that's an easy challenge. I'll give you one easy one, and the guys can take that's difficulty it. from there. Okay, at the not so scary uh, Halloween event, talk to the ghost on the lawn of the haunted mansion. Ah, yes. Nice. You know what I'm talking about, Kevin? Yes, yes. Okay. I've read this. I've never experienced, it, but I've yes. read this. Yes. She's out there. She talks to guests. Now, who knows? You, know, you never know what's going to happen a couple months from now. Maybe cutbacks, but. Generally, there's a ghost outside of the haunted mansion that engages guests. Talk to her. Mm, there you go, Lee Eli. I got an easy one, but it's not really easy. But it'll be funny. Anytime you come across a banana in Walt Disney World at a snack cart or anywhere you might happen to find one, just take a picture and tag me. So tag him with a picture of his ban- the banana he's found. <laughs> yeah, if you anywhere you can find a banana. All right. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Can he just tag you on one banana? I mean, the man's got a trip to worry about. I mean, yeah. every damn banana. He's got uh, I don't think he'll find that many. That's my point. Well, if he goes to breakfast, I mean, breakfast has bananas. Yeah, well, the, the little you know, fruit carts, you know, bananas, Liberty absolutely. Square and Animal Kingdom have bananas. The yeah. monkeys have bananas. One banana. All right, Eli. You get one banana. Eli, save us from the bananas. What you got for uh, Officer Moeekin? Buford T. Moeekin. Take a picture with Jasmine with a copy of Project <laughs> Geisha book. <laughs> So you're going to make this guy bring the book to the park. That's right. Wow. <laughs> hey, that's a challenge. That's difficulty level. That's got some difficulty. You got to find Jasmine, too. So that's that's high difficulty. There you go. So Officer Moeekin, Officer Buford T. Moeekin. Buford T. These are the challenges presented upon to you. Please submit them at your will. Yeah. And by the way, this trip ain't happening until October. So we might change our mind between here and yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I'll we send him an extra copy we'll of give the you book, too, just to, just to be on the safe side. You just before your trip. Yeah. Well, if he's going to be promoting your book while he's on his trip, I mean, I, I think the least you can do is send him a free copy. Well, I'm just saying, he already has one. So, like, so that'd I'll, be I'll his pres- preservation copy and then the working copy. I will send Wait him a minute. So he of- paid for your book and you're going to go make him promote it now? No, I just said that was a challenge. But if he goes ahead and puts it on Facebook, now people are looking at your book. Oh, <laughs> just, a little, just a little bit, just a little bit. But in other words, like if something happens, just a little bit. If the date if the date gets lost or anything like that, I got it. I got it covered. He does not have to pay for another one. Anything. Like if that. you lose your book, you will get a new book from Eli. How's that? Officer of weekend, you're going to get a free advanced copy of Savages from Eli Ivory. Savages, if I get the Savages. Enough. Yes, if you, if you're able to pull that off, he will send you a free advanced copy of his new book, Savages, coming Savages. out in. Late 2017. Plan on 2019. For your next trip. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I tell you what. All right. I know. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. He do, If he does the challenge, mm-hmm. because he's a cool guy, he did place an order for the Molly books. Okay. Ah. So if he does it, those books will be on me. <laughs> Which is slated and, to come out when? Oh. Oh, it's those already out. Those are, oh, okay, those are done. Good. Those are made. Oh, okay, good. I got those books. Okay, yeah, good, good, those good. are done. But I will I will give him that. For free. For free. I will pay for the postage, everything. Shipping, the handling, everything. I will ship it to him on my own dime. Now, there's your challenges, sir. Have at it. Listen for future episodes. I know you will. We may have some revisions, but we'll see. Who's next? And lastly, on our guest services episode, we got to thank the beignet givers. Oh, well, then this, should, this is lastly, but certainly not least. Not Most least, important. but specifically, 1070. How about that number? 1070. What's 1070? 1070 is the amount that they all gave. They all gave? They all gave that exact amount, 1070. Oh, wow. Do you remember yeah. why? Are they trying to get close to the $11 I had to go pay to go see Alice in Wonderland? I believe that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's hey, if that's the case, God bless these people. They because- didn't specify, but if I had to guess, mm-hmm. since they all gave 1070 and not a penny more. <laughs> <laughs> not a penny more. Yes. Because that would have taken them up $2 more, so I can understand that. They got as close to ten cent to $11 as they could without going over. I like the price is right. How you doing? <laughs> hey, how you doing? How you doing? All right. So let's thank the guys that gave us ten seventy worth of beignets. You ready? Absolutely. Mr. Rick Swero. Oh, Big hey, Money Grip. Hey, yes. Miss Dr. Mohukin. Hey. 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 Lisa Monday. Yes. That's right. And last but not least, Officer Buford T. Moeekin. Yes, yes. 1070. Thank you for the beignets, guys. We definitely appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Miracles, blessings, yes. And so you have refunded three tickets. And how many people saw it? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I saw it. Lee saw it. Y'all two were spared. Yes, yes, yes. We, we definitely appreciate it. So, so we have an extra ticket. All that money should go in me and Lee's pockets. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> in well, other words, don't hold your breath, Lee. <laughs> okay, Lee, all right. All right. So well. Well, we definitely thank you guys for the beignets. And if you want to donate beignets to the show, um, it, an order of three is $2.14. So you can go to our, our homepage on the website right-hand side, and you'll see a little donation button that says, give us some beignets, man. We definitely do appreciate it. And every penny goes into keeping the Magic Our Way podcast going. Yes. Guys, we definitely enjoy hearing from the listeners, the Moeka Nation. Uh, we thank you for writing in, man. It's always fun doing these guest service shows because it's one of, the, one of the times that we can definitely interact with each and every one of you guys that has taken the time to get in touch with us. And if you want to be part of that, man, uh, we'll give you some instructions on how to do that in just a little bit. But if you want to learn more about us, the Magic Our Way podcast, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, our past episodes, our RSS feed, and more. You can get in touch with us through the following ways. Shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com, or you can call or text us. Yes, you can send us a text, guys. Very easy. At 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 1-815-MOWEEKEND. 669-4226. And of course, man, we want you to support the other guys on the show. Uh, that have other projects going in their pocket. First of all, let's talk about Mr. Eli from IvoryComics.com. Eli, what you got going on? Tell us about the project in your pocket. I always got projects in my pocket. Uh, you can always find uh, the art on www.ivorycomics.com where you can uh, view some of the projects that I've already done. And I hope you enjoy it. If you like it, just go ahead and make a post about it. And I'd love to hear your comments. You can also go ahead and find me on Facebook, Eli H. Ivory. Um, Twitter, Hancock1066, and on Instagram, eIvory504. Thank you very much. Awesome, man. If you want to book a vacation and join the ranks of the Moeekans that have already booked vacations, you can contact Lee. Lee, what you got going on? All right. You know where to find me? Uh, find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Call me directly at 413 413- Three four nine eight seven four seven. That's four one three Diz Trip. Four one three D I Z T R I P. Email me at Lee at MagicRWay.com. As always, is very appreciated. You guys have a great weekend, and we appreciate your business. And there's a couple ways you can support our show, guys. Uh, first away, you can buy some beignets, man. You can support the show that way and join the ranks of Moeekans that have already done so. You can also represent the Moican Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And lastly, as we mentioned before, please leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, or even that link that we have on our homepage, man. Uh, click on that link and it, gives, it takes you to a little survey to tell us how we're doing and how we can improve and everything else. So please definitely do that. And lastly, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We definitely appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. And again, I say this every week. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Ari podcast. Nobody will be turned away. Positive, negative, in between, meh. 
Doesn't matter. We will entertain it. We'll read it on the air. Your voice will be heard as a Disney fan. May take us a little while to get to it, but as of today, like you'll see what we just did here. We'll do a whole show. That's right. And you know what? Nothing but a And that's real. And you can't teach that. You can't <laughs> teach that. And if you're a fan of the WDW today, the old guys and the Hutchberg and them, uh, they set the bar as far as how far back they get behind. So we have not reached that. No. <laughs> Thankfully. In fact, Out of we're respect. We're up to date on the inbox. We are right? up to date on the inbox. So everything we've caught up with, everything we've had, we've addressed other things that people email throughout subsequent shows from past. So, uh, yeah, we definitely try to knock off a little bit as we can. And these are the ones that we just happen to haven't gotten to yet. Yes. So, yes. So, Moeekins, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And Quadra Ishmael to you, too. I'm Danny. Magic out. Mm-hmm. And have a Disney day. <laughs> Quatrishman. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what time it is when you listening to the smooth grooves of the Disney sounds from Mad Hatter Radio. Just remember the smooth and the sly Eli from the Magic Highway Podcast. And I'm out, baby. <laughs> <laughs>